Welcome to Praying the Psalms. My name is Ann Bradley Thomas. Today we'll be using Psalm 14 and 53. The Contemplative Sunday School class picked the Psalms last year as their focus to shape and form us, to speak to our hearts and minds, and to draw us to our Creator God. Reflect for yourself what is your intention for participating today. If you have a candle, light it as a reminder that the presence of the Holy Spirit is with us. For our centering time today, we will use hymn 62, Love the Lord Your God, performed at St. Mark's United Methodist Church in Houston. The commentary under the hymn reminds us that Jesus' great commandment is followed by a second, to love your neighbor as yourself. Drop your awareness away from your thinking mind to your heart center. Focus on your breathing as a way to stay in the present moment. Some also find that when distractions arise, returning to their breath or repeating a centering phrase like, Love the Lord your God, helps return the focus back to prayer. Get comfortable and feel the weight of your body touching the ground, being supported by the earth, Surrounded by life-giving air that supports the trillions of cells in your body. Feel your body alive, created by the Divine Creator and in the image of the Divine Creator. Slow down your breathing, letting your breath follow the words of the hymn. For example, breathe in, love the Lord your God. Breathe out with all your heart. Continue this slow breathing as the words of the hymn are read and then sung. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Love the Lord your God with all your soul. Love the Lord your God with all your mind. Love the Lord your God with all that you are.
The opening prayer is inspired by Parker Palmer's words that were used as the preparation for worship last Sunday. Dear Lord, teach me to stand and act with hope. Show me the places in my life where I'm settling for mere effectiveness. Show me where effectiveness is the ultimate measure of my failure or success. Shed light on my list of personal goals. Teach me how to judge them by a higher standard than effectiveness. Teach me the standard called faithfulness. Show me the task in life that should not be crossed off my to-do list as done. Teach me that when faithfulness is my standard, I am more likely to sustain my engagement with tasks that will never end, doing justice, loving mercy, and calling the beloved community into being. Amen. Today we'll read Psalm 14 alongside Psalm 53. Psalm 14 and Psalm 53 are almost identical. Before the psalm starts, sometimes there's a subscription, which is like an introduction that might note a historic context or musical instruction about the poem. The subscription to these psalms lets you know that the tunes are different. The focus today will not be on comparing the two psalms, but maybe hold a curiosity about why the text was repeated and the tune remixed, a curiosity that the message, written thousands of years ago, still speaks to the human race, and the human race still needs it repeated, remixed, and remembered. The first reading will be Eugene Peterson's contemporary paraphrase of Psalm 14, followed by silent time for reflection. Perhaps in the silence, reflect what type of tune would you write for this poem? Psalm 14. Billowous and bloated they gasp. God is gone. Their words are poison gas fouling the air. They poison rivers and skies. Thistles are their cash crop. God sticks his head out of heaven. He looks around. He's looking for someone not stupid. One man, even, God expectant, just one God-ready woman. He comes up empty, a string of zeros, useless, unshepherded sheep, taking turns pretending to be the shepherd. The ninety-nine follow their fellow. They do not know anything, all these predators. They don't know they can't get away with this treating people like a fast-food meal over which they're too busy to pray. Night is coming for them in nightmares, for God takes the side of victims. Do you think you can mess with the dreams of the poor? You can't, for God makes their dreams come true. Is there anyone around to save Israel? Yes, God is around. God turns life around. Turn around Jacob, skips rope. Turned around Israel, sings laughter.
Walter Brueggemann, in his book, Praying the Psalms, suggests that human beings regularly find themselves in one of three places, a place of orientation in which everything makes sense in our lives, a place of disorientation in which we feel sunk into the pit, and a place of new orientation in which we realize that God has lifted us out of the pit and we are in a new place full of gratitude and an awareness about our lives and about our God. Psalm 14 and 53 are characterized as individual laments, which puts them in a place of disorientation. Bruegelman notes that this psalm concludes with the voice of reorientation. In the silence, after a reading of both psalms from the NRSV, rest in the presence of Yahweh, our refuge. Psalm 14 Denunciation of Godlessness to the Leader of David Fools say in their hearts there is no God, they are corrupt, they do abdominal deeds, there is no one who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on humankind to see if there are any who are wise, who seek after God. They have all gone astray, they are all like perverse, there is no one who does good, no, not one. Have they no knowledge, all the evildoers who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon the Lord? There they shall be in great terror, for God is with the company of the righteous. You would confound the plans of the poor, but the Lord is their refuge. Oh, that deliverance for Israel would come from Zion. When the Lord restores the fortunes of his people, Jacob will rejoice, Israel will be glad. Psalm 53, Denunciation of Godlessness to the Leader, According to Mahala of Maskil of David. Fools say in their hearts there is no God. They are corrupt. They commit abdominal acts. There is no one who does good. God looks down from heaven on humankind to see if there are any who are wise who seek after God. They have all fallen away. They are all alike perverse. There is no one who does good. No, not one. They have no knowledge, those evildoers, who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon God. There they shall be in great terror, and terror such as has not been. For God will scatter the bones of the ungodly. They will be put to shame, for God has rejected them. Oh, that deliverance for Israel would come from Zion. When God restores the fortunes of his people, Jacob will rejoice, Israel will be glad.
We will now hear Robert Alter's translation of Psalm 14 and Stephen Mitchell's adaption of the psalm from Hebrew and rest in silence afterwards. J. David Plains, in his book, The Psalms, Songs of Tragedy, Hope, and Justice, offers another context to read these psalms. He wonders, what happens to Psalm 14 and 53 if we shift the basic questions we bring to the text? What insights arise when we ground our reflection in a critical wrestling with oppression rather than the question of belief? Psalm 14. The scoundrel has said in his heart, there is no God. They corrupt, they make loathsome their acts, there is none who does good. The Lord from the heaven looked down on the sons of mankind to see, is there someone discerning, someone seeking God? All turned astray, altogether befouled. There is none who does good. There is not even one. Do they not know, all wrongdoers? Devourers of my people devoured them like bread. They did not call the Lord. There did they sorely fear, for God is with the righteous band. In your plot against the poor you are shamed, for the Lord is his shelter. O may from Zion come Israel's rescue when the Lord restores his people's condition. May Jacob exalt, may Israel rejoice. Psalm 53 The ignorant say to themselves, All things are accidental, there is no justice on earth, and after death there is nothing. They think that they know, their minds move on the surface of things. They don't perceive the deep patterns or understand who they are. Thus, they slip into selfishness or slide down into despair. Let your light shine into them, Lord. Let your wisdom transform their lives. Let them realize where they come from. Let their minds become spacious and clear. Let compassion flow from their hearts into the slightest of their actions. Let them care for the weak and the wretched and share their wealth with the poor. Then I will burst out in thanksgiving and rejoice in the power of your love. Our last reading will be Nan Merrill's contemplative interpretations of the Psalms combined together. In the silence after the reading, perhaps listen for God to speak to your heart before responding. Remember, as distractions arise, you can return to your breathing or repeat, love the Lord your God, as a way to return your focus back to God. Psalm 14 and 53. The heart of the fool says, there is no power in love. Those lacking in understanding may say there's no divine presence. 
They live in illusion. They torture themselves and others. They walk alone in utter darkness, calling it light. They have not yet opened their hearts to the divine guest, to the beloved who dwells within. Love looks into the heart of every person to see if any act with wisdom, if any seek to walk with love. Many there are who have gone astray, who are ruled by greed and power. Is there one who is wise and kind? They have not yet opened their hearts to the divine guest, to the beloved who dwells within. The Holy Spirit seeks our hearts that have been broken, ever ready to heal them with strength and new life. Even when a heart remains closed, seeking its own will, the beloved waits, with an abiding courtesy to hear the inward call. They have no knowledge, all the ignorant who devour people and nations as if they were bred, and never call upon love. One day terror will reign in their hearts, for love's friend is truth, and in truth will those who seek love's way be set free. Many there are who know not love, laboring only for money and power, becoming greedy and dissatisfied, oppressing the poor and the weak. There they are, fear besets them, fear that others will steal their wealth, that their riches will be scattered and lost. They live in prisons of their own making. Oh, that the hearts of all love's children might call upon their angels. Oh, that all people, all nations, might know the harmony and beauty reside in diversity, that we are all one in love's consciousness. Oh, that we may rejoice in life in the abundance of love's gifts created and given to all. Oh, that deliverance would come to them, for when we seek the treasure within, they will be blessed and know the joy, friendship, and love of the beloved in all hearts. Before our closing prayer, which was part of the service last Sunday, we will listen to a remix of Love the Lord Your God. It was written by an anonymous musician and sung by Middle Collegiate Church in New York City. Say your own prayer of thanksgiving to God during the hymn, and perhaps consider how you might be called to live in a way that shows your love of the Lord to others every day by your attitude and actions. Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and love of all mankind as you would love yourself. Nothing. 
Gracious God, our sins are too heavy to carry, too real to hide, and too deep to undo. Forgive what our lips tremble to name, what our hearts can no longer bear, and what has become for us a consuming fire of judgment. Set us free from a past we cannot change. Open us to a future in which we can be changed. And grant us grace to grow in your likeness and image. Through Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Amen.